We've uh, been going through our series in Habakkuk, and uh, we're back on chapter 3, and really a follow-on from last week. Last week was just saying, you know, how to worship when you feel like you can't. I'm really highlighting that. And, and chapter 3, as you remember, chapter 1 and chapter 2 are these kind of complaints from Habakkuk going, God, where are you? Look at the, the unholiness, the impurity of our people. And God, you've got to do something. And God replying, but I'm going to bring the Babylonians in. And they're going to do this. And Habakkuk saying, but God, if you do this, if you bring this nation, what's going to happen? You know, the pain and the turmoil. And God kind of replies and says, I'm going to bring wrath on the Babylonians. Don't worry. But the righteous who live by faith will get through this. That God is faithful. And chapter 3 is really just a, a praise song. A lamentation, a, a, just a, a focus and saying, God, but this is who you are. This is what you've done. And as we looked last week, we highlighted just some of these things and the reminders of the fact that God who, who caused the, the, the Red Sea to part, the River Jordan to part, what an incredible sight it was. The fact that the Israelites could enter on dry ground. It wasn't just wet ground. It wasn't it just incredible how God did that. I would have loved to have seen that. We're not told exactly how the, the waters parted, what that exactly looks like. But imagine walking past there and going, hello, fishy, kind of like an aquarium kind of thing. <laughs> Be incredible experiences. But Habakkuk is reminded of all these things that God has done and how God is faithful. Now, I know that we've been going through such a wrestle as a country, <laughs> as a world um, the norm is changing, and we've wrestled with so many different things. Things that were securities in the past are no longer really securities anymore. Um, a pastor can preach in the morning and anything can happen. We realize this. But God is the same yesterday, today, as he will be tomorrow. And we rely on him, and, and we can trust in him, and we can anchor in him. And through that, through despair, through hardships, when we realize who he is, it should bring this emphasis of worship into our lives. And so we respond with praise. Uh, that's what we, we will jump to. But... What happens is when we get to that worship, where a worship is kind of just an empty song, just singing with no meaning in our hearts. Ever been in that? I thank the team for leading us in worship this evening. But ever just sung those words and it's just getting through the momentum, getting to a place where our hearts. And so tonight I've titled this, Trusting the Lord No Matter What. Trust in the Lord no matter what. And we're going to be tackling from verse 16. But I, I wanted to kind of just highlight this and, and uh, just focus on what do I mean by, by empty kind of words. Well, forgive me for using the football analogy as always and again, uh, particularly when my team also just lost a week ago. Uh, um, but have you seen it with, with supporters of sports? Um, we are going to have a whole bunch of new Chelsea and City supporters. Some guys that have just switched from Liverpool, that have just jumped in from there and, and come now to City. Why? Because City is just one. And they're fickle. But I love meeting supporters that support teams like Everton, um, you know, Everton, West Ham, Tottenham. Those teams that have not really won much. Okay? Uh, <laughs> 
They, they're still there. When you're, they're, they're proud supporters. You know that their, their support is genuine. It's not just, oh, they do well, let's go do this. I had a friend that used to have many sports uh, uh, scarves, supporting scarves. And he would do that, particularly in the rugby, because what would happen is he would wear the team that he wanted to support. If they lost, he quickly swapped the scarf on the way out of the stadium. It's fickle. And don't we sometimes find that in our worship, sometimes it's empty, hollow, and not a basis. And so this last part comes to really, how do we get it back into our inner being and who we are and that is trusting the Lord, no matter what. No matter what happens, we trust in the Lord. So let's deal with verse 16. It says, I heard and my heart pounded. Uh, ESV and some of the versions say, I heard the sound. So what's this I've heard? It's either I've heard the praise and be reminded of what God has done. Or it's the reminder and I've heard that the Babylonians are coming. This is the kind of basis here. I've heard and my heart has pounded. My lips have quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet I wait patiently for the day of calamity to come to the nation that is invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no fruit. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength and he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. And he enables me to go on to the heights. Incredible word of encouragement. Um, titled the series from, pray, uh, from pain to praise. And this is really the praise part. And so I want to very quickly, um, so we can go to a family meeting, just highlight a few things from this text. Firstly, we need to find rest in the Lord. We need to find rest in the Lord. Verse 16, I've heard and my heart pounded. Anyone heard that? Uh, a reminder of school when you had unprepared speeches and the teacher just like chooses this Russian roulette of names and you hear your name and your heart just starts going, gudum, gudum, gudum. particularly Afrikaans speeches. Because apparently you can't say, yeah, that is for a minute. <laughs> and, and the heart is pounding. He hears this. This is the anxiety. This is the worry. This is, I've heard this. My heart is pounding. My lips quiver at the sound. <laughs> Decay has crept into my bones and my legs tremble. Experience that. Just so tired where your legs can't keep you up. Where you're so weary that you can't go on. What are you going through at the moment? Maybe it's the place where this anxiety is just so on your heart and your heart is pounding. You cannot find the words. Your lips are trembling and your bones just, just the ache, the pain from inside, the weight. We just can't stand. What are you facing right now? What are you going through right now? Experiencing. Maybe it's a, a spiritual weakness. God, just the weight of this. I don't know. 
It's like the lame, the one man who comes and the, the father that asks for, for Christ for healing for his child. And, and he says, you know, and Jesus says, do you believe? And he says, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. God, right now, I'm struggling with unbelief. I'm struggling to trust you no matter what, Lord, in this. What are you going through? We're experiencing a world crisis. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's happening. But he goes on and says, Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come unto the nation of Aeneas. And I love this. And if you see these words, though, though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine. The fig tree was often a symbol of, of possessions. Though my possessions, everything that's in my security, though my security is fading here, though this is going on, yet I will wait patiently. See that? Yet I will wait patiently. Though the oil crops fail. This is saying that, that oil crops, uh, oil, uh, oil, um, olive oil was often a, a symbol of uh, prosperity. Though my, my finances, those that I relied on, the, those that I, I, I kept hold of, the, the, that's gone. Yet I will wait patiently. Though the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, that there are no cattle in the stalls. See that? That's how I'll wait patiently, Lord. I will wait on you, Lord. Even when I open the fridge and there's nothing easy to eat. That's what we did as a teenager. Okay. Mom, there's nothing to eat. In other words, there's nothing easy to eat. Quick. Though there's no food, there's no meat. This is South Africans. We should be in panic here. This means though the wave after wave after wave of calamity, a wave after wave of struggles, though this happens, I will wait patiently on the Lord. So we find our rest in Him. In fact, when it turns around and says this word here fails, though the crops fail, this is the disappointment, one of the other words that could be used here. Though I experienced such incredible disappointment, things that I had hoped for, things I had trusted in, though these fail, though this carries on, though the job position I hoped for didn't come through, though the marks that I was hoping to get didn't come through, this disappointment, though all of this goes on, I'll wait on the Lord. Can we wait on the Lord and wait patiently? Is our trust level, trusting the Lord at a basis saying, God, I know you have this. The imagery here is he's saying that though in my weak faith, though my body is failing, my legs, the decay is coming, though all of this has taken place, I will trust in you. I'll find rest in you. Beautiful thing for a father. Um, Joshua, sorry for my kids, the realization that pastor's kids deal with a lot, but one of the things they deal with most has been sermon illustrations. It was a lovely experience. Last night he went to, I was working at my computer last night and uh, in our bedroom, and he decided he, he wanted to lie next to me and he fell asleep there. 
beautiful thing of just picking him up and carrying him to his own bed so I could have my own bed. <laughs> but this beautifulness and carrying him in a way that wouldn't wake him, that had security in him. We find rest. It's getting to a place, though we get attacked, and it comes, and it comes, and it comes, and everything we found security in is gone. We wait in the Lord. To wait here is to find rest. To trust in Him that you have this. Though my faith is so weak, help me with my unbelief. Help me here, Lord. It's calling to Him. It's trusting Him. Allowing Him to carry us through this. C.S. Lewis goes on to say, God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks in our conscience. But He shouts in our pain. It is the megaphone to rouse a death world. God is speaking and we can find our rest. We can wait patiently in Him. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 and 9. Though we're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Find rest in the Lord. Do you trust in Him? Have you placed that security in Him? Because He is the only security that stands. The test of time. Trust in Him. Secondly, we need to rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. So, yet I will wait patiently. And we see yet another yet. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. So it links back in. Though all of this destruction happens, all my security happens, even all of this, this that fails, that disappoints, yet... I will rejoice in the Lord. And I will be joyful in my God. This rejoice here is almost saying, if you could translate it, it's, it's I would rejoice. I want to leap and bound and shout out and praise and excitement. Just as you were excited when you were told that school wasn't going to happen the next day. Like, yes! You know, that kind of thing. That praise, that excitement. He moves from this calamity. He's aware of what's going to happen. He's waiting on the Lord. And he can move to a place of rejoice, of real worship. And not just a resounding, clanging sound. But a heartfelt thing. Well, how does he do that? See, he knows who the Lord is. He knows who God is. And we rejoice. We don't rejoice in our other securities. We rejoice in the Lord. And when you're struggling to rejoice in the Lord, just be reminded of your salvation in Him. The fact that He died for us. That the security that we have in Him isn't why what we do, but because of what He has done for us. We rejoice in our salvation. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. When you're struggling to find joy, find it in Him. See, when we can't rejoice in situations, we turn to our salvation to rejoice. That's what we've got to. God knows and He is my Savior. We turn to Him. 
R.C. Sprouls writes this and he says, uh, this, God, uh, this is God's universe and he will do things his way. You may have a better way, but you do not have a universe. This is God's universe and he will do things his way. You may have a better way, but you do not have a universe. Do we trust in the Lord for who he is? God, I thank you for who you are. I can just rejoice and praise in you. That it's not my ability. It's not salvation through works. It's not something I have to do. But something that you've already done. That should cause us to leap and bound. Even when we're in such despair. Do we trust in the Lord? In our rejoicing? And thirdly, we need to rely on the Lord. We need to rely on the Lord. He goes on verse 19. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet uh, like the feet of a deer. And he enables me to go to the, uh, go on the heights. He uses this. And it, it's saying that. That starts off with verse 16. Just saying my bones are decaying. It's almost I can't stand. I can't go on this. And yet he turns around and says. The sovereign Lord is my strength. I'm relying on Him. It's Him when I have unbelief that has helped me to get through this. When I have nothing, when there's been absolutely nothing I can hold on to, when life seems like it can't get worse, when I've hit rock bottom, God is my strength through this. That He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. And in Israel you did have deer at the time. I believe there are a few, but not as many. And what would happen is those deers would have incredible stability to climb up rocky kind of areas. Their legs would be so solid in their standing. You see Psalms mentioning about the deers and, and, and focus on this. And it's God that gives us the stability. In fact, Romans 5 verse 2 and 3 says this, Though whom that we have gained access by faith into grace, we have now stand. We stand in our salvation as we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we will glorify, he, he will also, we will also glorify our sufferings because we know suffering produces perseverance. We're able to stand in our salvation. God is our strength. And when we feel weak, we turn to him, we can rely on him, and he helps us to have a secure standing. I realize that we are church today, not because we are angry or doubting God or, or a basis, but we're here. But we're going to go through moments where we sometimes are going to go through doubts, through hardships, saying, God, where are you in this right now? Where are, are you? And we need to realize that we stand in Him, His strength. We rely on Him. So it's this feat of a deer. But not just the feet of the deer, he gives me the feet, but he enables me to go to the heights. A deer would run up the heights to flee. Though the Babylonians are coming, though the, this, this destruction is coming, you enabled me to go to safety. You enabled me to get to the high places. You enabled me to get over these turmoils. You enabled me to get over these various things. You enable me. See that? He makes my. He enables me. It's not something I've done. It's something he does. 
Are we trusting in the Lord? Are we trusting in him and saying, God, this is who you are? So what does this look like? Well, simply, it means saying, God, take my all. Even the things I'm struggling with, even the things that are making my heart beat, the things that are seeming like it's just almost causing decay inside of me, just making me so weak. Lord, I trust in you for that. I trust in you. I trust that you are the only hope. I trust that you are my salvation. I trust that you know best. I trust in you. And that should change our worship when we do that. See, if West Ham knew that they were going to win next season, and you knew that as a supporter and there was an absolute security, wouldn't you be wearing that t-shirt with pride? You'd be shouting and cheering. Well, we have our security in the Lord. He has won. He is victorious. He enables. And so our worship shouldn't be coming about a response to our situation, but a response of our salvation. God, you have done. Trust in the Lord. As we have the worship team come up, I want to encourage you not just to sing the words, but to mean the words you sing. To really be saying, God, only you can do this. It's declaring it. It's singing to our turmoil. It's singing to the various things we are struggling with. It's singing and telling people about who our God is. Our anchor. The one who stabilizes us. The one who allows us to climb to the greater heights. Even in this deepest, darkest moment. Trust in the Lord no matter what. Oh Lord, we just thank you for who you are. Oh Lord, just forgive us for sometimes forgetting who you are. For sometimes boxing you in and almost treating you like the God of Sundays. For the times that we go through doubt at the fact that you've been there. For the hardships you've been there. Lord, may we wait on your timing. Lord, you know hearts, and I just pray that people would find comfort in you right now. Knowing it's you, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. The one who is absolute, the one who has control. And so we trust in you. Help us to do that. Pray in your name. Amen.